Good evening, Apostle Banks. Good evening, beloved. How are you? I am well. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Amen. That is awesome to hear. Um, we are on another, what is this, our second session of podcast of um, understanding deliverance. So mm -hmm. yes, 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 yes. To God be the glory. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So welcome everyone to Freedom Fridays. This is your host, Tabika Garns, and I have with me my lovely, awesome, loving, um, very wise, <laughs> loving God, a big heart, gentle spirit, um, apostle at a banks. Woo! Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Bless the Lord, beloved. Bless the Lord. And it is my honor to share this platform with you tonight. I'm telling you. Yes, my honor. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, who else would I have on here? I'm learning from the best. You know, I, I have to have my teacher on here because I'm still learning. You know, I, I don't I don't know it all and mm. I don't profess to know it all. I'm still learning and I'm humbled, you know, enough to say that I'm still learning. So, amen. You know, amen. That's why I asked you to be on here because, you know, I need your wisdom in your expertise in this area because I know that you've done this. So, you know, why not have your teacher on to help you? Amen. To God be the glory and, and right along with you, beloved. I'm, I am learning each and every day, you know, as we do the things we do in ministry, you know, we're constantly in a learning mode. And mm -hmm. anytime we reach the point where we think we got it all, we have definitely come to a point where where we no longer could allow the power of God to work within us because we think we got it all. Mm -hmm. you know? So um, we're we're learning together. I, I am again happy to to share this with you. Um, it 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 turns up the fire on stuff that I did know and the stuff that I'm learning again mm -hmm. and revisiting and also you know it's a good time. It is a good time. Makes you want to go out here and conquer the world. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> it does. Yes, yes. <laughs> amen, amen. Mm -hmm. So so with that, I'm going to ask if you can uh, open us up in prayer, please. Yes, ma'am. Certainly, certainly. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we do thank you. We honor you. We bless you. We truly do magnify your you and you alone are so worthy to be praised. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy that you have bestowed upon us all, oh Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that as we visit, um, Lord God, the, the ministry of deliverance, Lord God, that we seek to know you and to know your will, Lord God. We seek, Lord God, to walk the way your son walked, oh Lord God. And there's none that he left, oh God, in a messed up shape, Lord. And Father, I thank you that you have empowered us to be just like your son. He set the example for us, Father. So Lord, as we pray tonight, I pray for the anointing of Almighty Father, for the anointing of your son, Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit that is within us to be illuminated on this line tonight, oh God. I pray that even as people hear us, Lord God, that their spirit would line up with the word of God and in that, that they may be delivered even by our conversation, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that greater is he that is within us than he that is in this world, Lord God. So everything, everything and everybody must bow to the name of Jesus. Everybody must bow to the name of Jesus. Everybody may not serve him, but you will acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. And Father, we not only acknowledge that he is Lord, but we believe it with everything in us. And therefore we expect the power of God to work within us, Lord God, as we share the good news with this audience, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that people are coming to this line, Father, with a spirit of hope, 
but deliverance. So God, a hope to be set free. And he who the son has set free is free indeed. So Lord God, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for Minister Tabika, Lord God, that she, Lord, is attending to her father's business, that she is doing what you have anointed her to do. Lord God, keep her encouraged as she continues on through this. And may, Lord God, may the world get to know who she is in you, Lord God. And may the demons fear the days that she walks amongst this earth. May they continue to fear it, Lord God, because of the power that is within her, which comes from your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you, I honor you, and I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. To God be the glory. Thank you, Apostle. Amen. Amen. So last week, um, we did Understanding Deliverance. Um, That was part one. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about um, what deliverance is. Um, We talked about, you know, why it's needed. Um, You know, casting out devils, um, that deliverance is uh, necessary. Mm -hmm. We talked about the different levels of um, the demonic realm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the possession, oppression, and influence. So um, we gave some um, examples of that. Um, so you want to go back and listen to the first um, the first session from last week. Mm-hmm. And this week we're going to be talking about, um, this is part two. And so we're, we're going to get into part two. And this, this part um, isn't as long as part one, um, but you're going to get some vital information from this session as well. And, um, you know, it's, it's the enemy you know, is, is upset. When we start talking about <laughs> stuff like this and we expose mm-hmm. things, you, you better know that he's going to try to get you back because he's petty. Mm-hmm. He's revengeful. Yes. Um, you know, he, he's going to do certain things to get under your skin to try to deter you from continuing to go forward. And when you experience like opposition um, and you're going through different things start happening and you start looking around like, Lord, what is this? Like, what did I do? You upset the enemy. And so now he's, you know, coming after you because he wants to get you back. He wants to shut your mouth so that you won't continue to expose his games, you know, his lies, his schemes and everything else that he has put up before you to cause you to fall or to cause you to fail or to cause you to turn your back on God. That's his, that's um, his purpose. That's what he wants to do mm-hmm. to God's people. He wants to get you to turn your back on God. And when you turn your back on God, you think, Oh, you know, you think that you're hurting God. You're not hurting God. What you're doing is you're giving, um, you're giving permission for the enemy to have his way in your life. And then guess what? And then he turns his back on you. And so while you're you're out there and you're you're not covered, you you walk from under from um under the, the Lord's covering because you turned your back on him. And although he did not leave you, even when you turned your back on him, he did not leave you. He is still, you know, he is still right there. He is still with you, although you don't want to be bothered with him. But he is right there with you. So when you change your mind and you say, okay, Lord, you know, I repent, please forgive me. The very moment you ask him for forgiveness, he is right there. Like he never left. And so our our purpose in doing this, um, Apostle Banks and I, is because we, we want to remove that that lie. We want to expose the enemy mm-hmm. in, his, his his games because it's time that God's people understand that oppression and all of that is real. Like the enemy will come after you, and you have to be knowledgeable and be aware of what it is that he has set up against you. And some people get so you know caught up in the actual thing that's going on with them that mm-hmm. they miss the fact that God is with is with them and so 
you know, this is the information that will help you, you know, get to um, where you need to be in Christ and to identify those things that are going on in your life. And so when you see them, you will quick, quickly say, you know what? I see, I see what the enemy is going is doing. I'm not going to even feed into that. You know, when people, mm-hmm. when people lie on you and make up lies, you know, um, make up things about you that aren't true. Um, people just doing all types of stuff and you want in your flesh, you want to respond. You have to stop and think, okay, what is this? What am I being pulled into? Um, and yes, there are times when you're going to have to confront some things, but there are some times when you're going to have to be quiet and mm-hmm. allow God to do whatever it is that he's doing in that moment, even if it means that your reputation and your name is being dragged through the mud. If you obey Christ, when he tells you not to say anything, he is going to redeem and he is going to fix whatever it is that the enemy did to you trust me god is a god of his word and he will not go against his word and he will keep his word because his promises never return unto him void so um you know one of the questions that that people ask when seeking to understand deliverance sometimes they want to know if 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 a person can have um more than one demonic spirit uh, possessing, oppressing, or influencing them, and yes, the that the answer is yes, that can happen. Um, I'm gonna read you a scripture from Luke eight twenty six through thirty, and it says, "And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time and wore no clothes." neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus? Excuse me. Thou son of God most high, I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters. And he brake the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, what is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And so this this scripture clearly tells us that he not only had one spirit possessing him, but many. So just be don't think just because, you know, you may have you may be dealing with one spirit that that's it. No, that spirit has brought another spirit and that spirit has brought another spirit and that spirit has brought another spirit. It's like it's like you hosting a party and you invite somebody and then that person invites somebody and that person invites somebody and that person invites somebody and you're looking like, who are these people? I didn't I didn't invite you. You all. I don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the same way the demons do. They just invite more demons. And so, you know, we have to make sure that we're looking at, we're doing, we're looking at our lives to make sure that we are not opening up the door to, and giving the enemy permission to have his way in our lives. And so this is, this is the, the reason why you have to get this information. You should, you should be listening. You should have a pen and paper writing down this stuff, um, you know, I always give out my email so that if you have any questions, um, you can uh, send me an email and let me put that out there right now. The email is beautifullycreatedb at gmail.com. That's B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L-L-Y-C-R-E-A-T-E-D, the letter B as in boy, at gmail.com. So if you have any questions, please shoot me an email. You know, um, Apostle and I can get to these questions and respond to you. Um, you know, if you need some 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 encouragement, if you need some questions answered, look, this is why we're here. We're here doing God's work. Apostle. Amen. Amen. Um, and I loved it when you said, you know, about us exposing the devil. And when you said that about the 
one spirit comes in and he invites his brother and his sister and his cousin and mm -hmm. his friend and and you know <coughs> excuse me i'm so sorry mm -hmm. <coughs> i am so sorry amen. amen and in the name of jesus be yes. expelled whatever that was right. <laughs> amen amen you know that um he invites others in and um but Jesus himself, uh, the word says, you know, that we perish for a lack of knowledge. You know, there's so much that we don't know. And because we don't know it, the enemy has a field day with us, you know, mm -hmm. playing with our minds and our thoughts and, and so forth and so on. And he has a field day. But once we know the word, once we are taught the word and we can stand on the word, uh, the, the game is, is, oh, has been changed. It totally has been changed. Right. And, um, and, uh, excuse me. We need to understand when when Jesus said in uh, Luke four eighteen, he said, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor." Now let me stop right there. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel, preaching the gospel to preach it, to proclaim it, to shout about it to tell all there is to tell about the gospel, the good news. Then he said, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach deliverance to the captives. Beloved, you know, so many people think that, you know, they can just use Jesus's name and, hmm. and uh, you know, demons got to be cast out quickly, you know, in the name of Jesus. And they have not spoken to the persons that, um, that they are praying to or about or for. They haven't told them, you know, what it is that Jesus can do. They haven't given them the spirit of hope and increased their faith level to, to, to receive their deliverance. And it was the anointing on Jesus's life through God, the Holy Spirit, that empowered him to set the captives free. And it, again, it was the spirit of the Lord that was upon him, that was causing him to be the deliverer of those that were held captive. And see, when he preached the deliverance to the captives, the anointing that was flowing to him caused those that heard and received his word to begin to have enemies, the enemy shackles fall off of their minds, you know, fall off of, fall off of their minds. And when the spirit of God anoints you and me, and we preach the word, we're telling forth the good news. That's what we're doing now. Things happen even in the atmosphere. As we're speaking right now, I'm telling you, because we're speaking in the power of the Holy Spirit, things are happening in the atmosphere right now. Yeah. Some of your listeners right now are going to feel the power of the Holy Spirit moving in on them. They're going to feel changing happening in their bodies, even with the coughing, with the sneezing. Demons will be expelled on the airwaves as we're speaking and using the name of Jesus and telling people what the word says and how they can truly be set free. We, as, as men and women of God, as Christians, that we need to know that the Lord has anointed us to do exactly what Jesus did. We are called to do what Jesus did. And, 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 and when I say we are called, sweetheart, you are called, I am called, and there are listeners of yours that have been called to be empowered by the Holy Spirit and to help set the captives free, to help set the, set the captives free. Um, if I could read uh, John 14, 12 through 14, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatever you ask, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
I'm telling you how much more confidence, right. how much more assurance do we need? Okay. He keeps repeating, mm-hmm. I will do it. I will do it. Like, get it, y'all. Right. I will do it, you know? So we need to walk in that authority. We need to understand that God is who he says he is, that he will do exactly what he said he would do. He's not a man that he should lie. He is not a man. In fact, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. God has delivered us so that we can go forth and do exactly what we're doing tonight, delivering others in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Yes, yes. Praise God. Awesome, awesome, awesome information, y'all. I I really pray that you guys are taking this in and that you are absorbing it, that you are going to your Bible, that you are reading the scriptures, that you are talking to God and asking him to reveal to you um, some things that you're still dealing with that may be hindering you from growing. Um, because listen, we all deal with some things. We've all gone through something. Um, we've all experienced some things that, that may have opened up the door um, for the enemy to come in. And listen, you know, God will redeem you. He will set you free. We It's in the scriptures. All we have to do is believe the scriptures and, and, and not question everything or, or um, overthink everything and just, just take God at his word. And I think sometimes the confusion comes in because we overthink things. And when we overthink things, the enemy is seeing that, you know, we're, we're having some doubt uh, about God's word or something. And so he'll do his little thing where he'll start speaking these lies. And because, you know, it's some confusion going on. We're like, oh, okay. Well, maybe that's not true. Or maybe uh-huh. I shouldn't believe that. Or, you know, God, this this Bible was written by a man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to believe it. Okay. The issue that I have when people say that is that all books are written by humans. Okay? Come on now. Okay. So <laughs> and, and you don't want to read the Bible. And, and the difference in, the, in, in between the books and, and um, the Bible is that the Bible was inspired by God. So that means he chose these people to tell all this that's all this information that's in the in the Bible. He chose these people to tell his story. You know, to 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 share with us the things that they went through to give us hope that you know the sun is shining after the storm. But if you get stuck in the fact that oh Oh, a man, uh, a man wrote the Bible. And so why would I believe something a man wrote? The same way you believe the little books that you read. <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm, I'm having an issue when people say that. And yes. I'm sorry, like, I'm not going to force you to believe what I believe. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, I would rather, I would rather believe this word and trust it. And, and 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 close my eyes and when my life when my life is over and close my eyes and 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 realize that I made the right decision yes instead of not doing it and wake up and realize I made the wrong decision yeah. and at that point it's too it's late too late it's too late <laughs> it's too late it is too late yes lord jesus it is too late it's too late you t- so you got nothing so, to lose by trying exactly. it out you got nothing to lose, everything to gain, and nothing to lose. You, you, you know, and that's what people don't seem to understand. Mm-hmm. What do you have to lose by believing that this is the word of God? And so you're going to walk out, or you're going to step out on it, you're going to stand on it, whatever. What do you have to lose? Right. You know? Exactly. Nothing. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> my God. My God. Right. Um, and so before we go any further again let me just give um i'm I'm going to give the um the accolades to the the person that um wrote gave well where we're studying this information from 
Um, it's from House of David School of Ministry. Um, it's the School of Deliverance and Casting Out Devils. And so um, this is our teaching manual, and it's a very good teaching manual. Um, House of David is just by um, Bishop Tony Owens. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, this is where all this information is coming from. Uh, Bishop Tony Owens. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it's, I'm telling you, it's really good information. If you would just take it, you know, listen, apply it, please, by all means, talk to the Lord. Always have dialogue with the Lord. He is the ultimate, ultimately, he's the one that can do, that can give you clarity beyond what we can do. Because he, you, he will uh, allow you or give you a vision or a dream where clarity comes, you know, or there's something that you're struggling with. You don't know why you're going through this. He can give you clarity on that. He can answer your prayers about things. Um, listen, he's the deliverer. He, he is the deliverer. He uses us as the vessels here on earth to be the ones to facilitate it. But we, Apostle Banks and myself, we are not the deliverer. We're not. We are. We we are the ones that um, God has has called to or wants us to, you know, help get these people set free from the things that they have gone through. So don't place your eyes on man so much mm -hmm. that you miss God or you miss that opportunity to get to know Him for yourself. Um, another thing is that um, deliverers have an in, inner passion to defend and liberate the oppressed. So um, they have a desire to defend and avenge those that are oppressed. They hate to see people pressed down and afflicted by an, an oppressor. It often causes the deliverer on the inside to rise up and take a stand against the <laughs> oppressor with the intent to liberate the ones that they hold down or in prison. And so you, you, you heard the word deliverer. So yes, we as humans can have that title as the deliverer, but we are ultimately not the one doing the actual deliverance. That is by way of Holy Spirit giving, anointing us and giving us direction because the Holy Spirit knows everything about you. We don't. We only know what, Holy Spirit has allowed us to know. And so he, he, you know, so the, the title deliverer, yes, we can be called that, but we cannot take us, we cannot take on the title of looking at us as if we are God because we are not. Um, Acts 7 and 24 says, and seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. So it's like when you see when you see somebody um, being in, afflicted by oppression, and in your heart you're like, Lord, you know, I want to help this person so bad. I want to help them see that this is not their life. That that they don't have to be stuck in whatever this is that they're going through. You know, that there is deliverer. His name a deliverer. His name is Jesus. He can set you free. From what you're going through, the torment, you know, the 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 affliction, the the being uncomfortable about something, being afraid and fearful and scared of everything, you can be delivered from that. In Exodus 2, 11 and 14, it says, and it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren and he looked on their burdens and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew one of his brethren and he looked this way and that way and when he saw that there was no man he slew the egyptian and hid him in the same and when he went out the second day behold two men of the hebrews strolled together and he said to him that did the wrong wherefore smiteth thou thy fellow and he said who made thee a prince and a judge over us intended thou to kill me as thou killed as thou killed the egyptian and Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. So Moses had did a thing. And he thought that, you know, he was trying to hide or get away with it. But um, it, it, he, he, he did a thing, y'all. 
like he he murdered someone so uh-huh. he, he he did a thing which was a bad thing it, it was a terrible thing because why that's a sin we're we're not to murder anybody with our hands or our mouths and so you know he was hoping that nobody saw or you know and like and, and, and guess what even if nobody saw him guess who still knew what happened the the, the lord he saw it god knew what was going on and so um the the thing about it is is that we cannot deliver those who have not preached who have, we have not preached to and who have not received what you have said so if they if, if they will not receive the preaching then we can't give the tools can't give them the tools to be set free and so this is due to the fact that it is the word of god that enables them not only to be set free but to live free also and this is why we see the programs that so many social activists who work in impoverished communities fail over time you can give someone something that on on the outside will look like it is removing them from the bonds of oppression but over time we see that the oppression was not from without rather within causing even those things that are intended to liberate them to soon be oppressed deliverance must begin in the inside with the mind and then emanate to the outside it is the word of god that can work on the inside of a person so you know you're changing the inside you're changing your mind and that starts to affect the outside so you ever see where let's just see where you see you know that somebody is depressed or angry or whatever this person never smiles um, you hardly ever see them smile. And then when when God is working on their minds or they are allowing the Lord to work on them, and it, it's it's they're changing from the inside out. And so you'll you'll look at the person like, oh my goodness, is such as I smiling? Like I've never seen him smile before. And you may walk up to him and say, Hey, what's going on with you? Like I see you smiling and laughing and the, for as long as I've known you, I've never seen you do that. And so because of the joy of the Lord, he may tell you, listen, this is what's going on with me. And then word of mouth is what happens. And that's how we're preaching the gospel. You don't have to be a pastor, you know, an apostle, an evangelist, a teacher, um, I think a, a prophet. You don't, you don't have to be the one to teach God's word and to share God's word. It, 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 we already read that scripture where it said to do so. It didn't say in order to, to preach the gospel and share my word, you must be a prophet. It, 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 it didn't say that. So that means that God has given us the, the means and the ability to, to share and preach the gospel. Amen, apostles. Amen. Amen. Um, and, and I loved how you put that every single one of us, every single one of us has been given that ability. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We are all ministers of, of, of the gospel. The minute we get saved, we become a minister of the gospel. We, be, we have the responsibility to proclaim the word of God. And we must verbalize that. We we must tell what it is, you know, that God has done for us through salvation and how deliverance comes along with that. We should be able to um, give people understanding that are that are in need of deliverance. We should be able to tell them as we learn more and more about the word of God, we should be able to tell them how they got in the condition that they're in. Um, the fact that uh, um, deliverance is being preached, um, the good news of what Jesus has done for them, when we talk about that, we should help them get an understanding, you know, what is taking place? How did they get in that predicament? And in telling them that, then telling them what Christ did for them. And the more we know about the word, bit by bit, as we grow, as we read the word, as we understand the word, the more we do that, the more the captive's faith is increased and they would be able to be set free. They would be able to set free. Um, In Acts 4 and 12, it says, 
neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So beloved, you know, I know that a lot of us, oh my God, I know that so many of us, you know, we look at other people with other religions and so forth and so on. There are many of us who have said, who are we to say that our way is the only way and so forth? And But the word tells us there is no other name by which we can be saved other than that of Jesus. And, and so when we're looking at that, the, to be saved is meaning to be rescued um, um, uh, uh, physically and morally, to be delivered for health, salvation, saving. Too many Christians, when they see the word salvation and they think only of heaven, when in fact it gives us much more earthly benefits. Beloved, that takes me back to when we talk about taking communion and discerning the body of Christ. You know, when we discern the body of Christ, you're discerning that not only did he die so that you can be saved, but he died so that you would be delivered, that you would have good health, you know, that you would have prosperity. All of these things were done for us at the cross. And too many times when we speak of salvation, all we think about is the fact that we will not, um, uh, uh, what's the word? We will not go to hell, but we are going to heaven. But there's so much more to it. And that's why um, at the, the body of Christ is still so messed up because we have not walked in the fullness of the benefits of the cross. A lot of us have not been taught that. But when we know that salvation, that it offers us eternal life, and within that is the physical and the moral rescue, the deliverance, the health, and everything, everything we need. And Jesus has saved us from the results of all the evil works of the devil, both now and eternally. Let me say that again. We have been saved from the results of the evil works of the devil, both now and eternally. Look, you know something? Let me, in other words, you were saved once, you're saved forever. Now and eternally, we have been saved from this. But we are, and we are saved from demonic possession, demonic oppression, demonic influence, poverty, sickness, infirmity, and anything else that the enemy would try to put on us. Every part of us is saved. Our mind is saved. So you do not have to receive the evil thoughts and influences. Your eyes are saved. So you don't have to look and lust and be covetousness. Uh, your, your feet are saved, causing you not to run to sin. Your lips are saved, causing you not to, <clears throat> excuse me, not to kiss or be in agreement with the devil. Your heart is saved, causing heart failure to have no place in you. Your blood is saved, causing AIDS and other blood disease to be a, to be a, a attracted, I'm sorry, by Jesus. White blood cells of the redemption. Your immune system is saved. Baby, the list goes on. Do you understand? You are saved. We are saved from all of these things. And so the next time that any of us think of deliverance, think of all of the benefits of salvation. Too many of us don't think of all of those things. You know, too many of us, like I said, we're too busy. Just thank, thank you, Lord. I, I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I know I'll be making it into heaven. And when I get into heaven, then I'll be, you know, fully healthy and everything will be all right. And there'll be no more crying there and there'll be no more dying there. And yes, every bit of that is true. But beloved, you can walk in a lot of that here right now on earth. Okay. Yes. Right now on earth, <laughs> we can walk in it. Why you want to wait till you die? To walk in this, amen. Right. Why do you want to wait till you die? So we have to explain the deliverance to others, explain to them the benefits of getting saved, the benefits of getting saved. 
many people don't get saved because they don't understand the benefits. They often don't know the benefits and because we don't know them or we don't know how to verbalize them, we can't tell them about it. Um, Psalms 103, one through six, gives some details of his benefits. And it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all of thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles, who satisfies the oh, the, I read that already. The Lord executed righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. So let the demon the demon possessed, oppressed, and influenced know that it is through Jesus that they can be saved, which includes the benefits of healing and the removal of oppression. Sweetheart, this is the good news. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yes, very, yes, very, very yes. good news. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, so yes, and, and remember, it's not about you. Um, the strength and the power that you need to cast out devils, it is not in your personal knowledge of the mm. word alone, mm. um, you know, being, being a theologian. So neither is it in the fact that you have been a Christian for a certain number of years. Um, for demons do not recognize seniority, nor is it because you have church membership or that you know the pastor or other leaders. It is primarily due to the fact of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that causes demons to tremble. And as with the Apostle Paul, demons know, demons know you because they recognize the Christ in you. So, you know, don't never, never try to um, jump out there and trying to work in your flesh because you, mm -hmm. will, you, you will be mocked. Um, mm -hmm. You will be mocked. You have to go in the name of Jesus. And let me just tell you this. You have to make <laughs> sure that your life. Yes. That your life. Yes. Is right. Yes. And that, that you that. That you are who you say you are, not who you are in front of the people, but who you are when when nobody can see you. You mm. know, um, making sure that your relationship with God <laughs> is right, making sure that you are spending that quality time. And and, and listen, the Lord is not going to beat you up about how much time that you spend with Him. You know that that's totally up to you. So. You know, you hear some people who try to make you feel bad if you don't spend hours at a time before the Lord. Listen, you have your own relationship with him. And I know that, and Apostle, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that God is not sitting there like counting the amount of time that you, that you spend with him. Yes, in order to get to know someone, you have to spend that quality time and, and, and have a relationship, get to know them. That's the only way to know somebody is to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. So, But I know I know God is not saying, Tabika only spent five minutes with me today. But mm -hmm. what the five minutes that I did spend with him, was it, um, was, did the heavens come down? Like, did, I, did, 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 did I open my heart to him? You know, mm -hmm. was, I, was I truthful before him? Yes, Lord. You, you know what I mean? That's that's what he's looking at to, to see if you are being truthful with him. Now, for the person who spends an hour with him, to God be the glory. The person that spends three hours with him, to God be the glory. But yes. I don't believe that God is like how we do. Um, you know, like like he he makes us feel bad. He, he like he does not make us feel bad because we only spent five or ten minutes with with him. Mm -hmm. now, if you feel in your heart that you need to be doing more, then so be it. But I don't believe that he's on the throne and he's like Tabika only spent five minutes 
with me today. I, I'm mad at her. You know, I'm gonna make her feel guilty. You know, that's not that's not that's not the Lord. That that stuff does not come from God. And if you're feeling guilty because that you only spend five minutes with Him, I don't believe that's from the Lord either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you find you find your your rhythm, you know, with God. You and, and he will and guess what? And when you're trying to find it, he's going to you're gonna feel it in your spirit like ah, that's it. That's it right there. It, it, he he will make you feel comfortable and there will be a peace when you find it. But don't don't let people make you feel bad. Because you spent five minutes with God one day, you spent ten minutes with God one day, you spent fit. All I'm saying is, you find your rhythm with with God, and the only way you can do that is to pray and allow Him to tell you, "This is what I want from you," not man, but what God is telling you, what He wants from you. Um, so the Word of God's place in deliverance. Mm -hmm. So His Word is the spiritual material. That Holy Spirit anoints. So when it is spoken, spoken from a righteous vessel and empowers to overthrow the kingdom of darkness and liberate captives. This is why preaching the gospel to the captives, captives precedes or goes before the release of captives. The word of God, when preached to the captive, goes into the minds of those in prison, destroying the works of um, and the words of the enemy, thus giving them the ability to choose Christ for salvation. The word of God is quick and powerful, thus causing internal freedom for the captive, captives, which can proceed if they receive it natural, if they receive it um, natural freedom. So Hebrews 4 and 12 tells us of the places the word of God goes. And mm. it reads, for the word of God is quick mm -hmm. and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul, mind, and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's that's powerful, you all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is that the, the God is telling you, the, his word is telling you what it does, you know, how how it how it um how it acts, what it does to our mind and our spirit. Um, and, and all these are, are good things that it that his word does. You have to want it. You know, you have to receive it. You have to embrace it. Um, the word of God goes into the mind where the enemy has established a stronghold and, and overthrows their thoughts. It can discern what thoughts and intents that the enemy is trying to influence a person with and overpower them causing a person to be free to make a decision for salvation through Jesus Christ, further affording themselves complete rescue. And that's why I believe that, that God does not force us to want him or to, he does not force us to receive salvation because when he does not force us, we can't say that we were forced. Mm -hmm. um, so like, you know, when you force somebody to do something, they're only doing it because you've either annoyed them enough, you made them feel guilty to do it, so they just gave in. But that's why God does not do that to us. He gives us free will to choose whether or not you want to because he wants you to feel like you made the choice and not that somebody forced you to make the choice. So many people rebel out of being forced to do something. And so in, in this case, we can never blame God for anything because he never forced himself on us. And so when people are preaching the gospel, it's very important that they don't try to force God on, on you because people will have a tendency to rebel and then they don't want to have anything to do with to, to do with God. So we have to be mindful and allow people to choose allow them to make their own decision of whether or not this is what they want because you want them to feel like they've had a choice in the matter, you know? And so if, if God doesn't force, neither should we. Amen. Apostle. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, and it's wonderful to know like who, who of us 
wants to be loved by somebody that felt that they were forced into loving us. You know, mm -hmm. what, what kind of love is that? You know, what, what kind of love is that? And I thank God that he's allowed us to realize how much we need him. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we, and, and he does so by showing us his undying love for us. You know, um, we love Jesus only because he first loved us. If he had not shown us the love that he had for us and all that he did, we would have no reason to love him. Right. No reason at all. So I thank God, you know, that, yes, we chose to love him back. He did mm -hmm. not make us do it. We chose to do it. We appreciate what he did. Amen. 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 So we look here, um, the scripture that you had read before about the the um, uh, the word of God being a two-edged sword, um, and, and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. So it's, it's a sharper than a two-edged sword. It is a two-edged sword. <clears throat> it is both the name of Jesus and the literal word of God, the literal word of God. And in Ephesians 6 and 17, it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so here we get the understanding that the literal word of God is the sword of the spirit. It is this that Jesus used while being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Um, Jesus's name is also the sword of the spirit because his he is the word of God. I mean, saints, you got the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Jesus is all of this. And that's why when we claim, um, when we declare the name of Jesus, demons tremble and they bow. They submit to the authority in his name. They submit to it. Um, Philippians 2, 9 through 11, it says, wherefore God has also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So when a righteous Christian speaks the word of God, it is anointed thus empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring into manifestation its intended purpose. If that purpose is the casting out of devils, then it will be so. Man, I tell you, that is powerful. Okay, that is, that is powerful. Do you understand that? It, it, it just, it, it makes me even quake. Yes. You know, thinking about that, man, if that's the intent of what we are praying, then it has to be done. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it looks like, I, you know, what people have to say about it. When we pray and pray in the name of Jesus with the power and the authority that is given to us, then everything has to bow to that name. Yes. Um, and the thing is, beloved, everybody does not have the right to use his name. Mm -hmm. They don't have the right. You know, when you hear people using the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. using it totally out of context, thinking that they're doing something and so forth and so on, mm -hmm. they don't have the right to use his name. His name holds the power and the devils don't submit to everyone who uses his mighty name. Um, it's because we're in right standing with God that we're able to use the name of Jesus and that power and that anointed is bestowed upon us. And then the devils must answer to it. The devils must do exactly what it is that we have prayed for them to do. So when we are casting out demons, we cast it out with the knowledge that God is doing what he said he would do. There are those that want to cast out demons, but they don't have the right relationship with God or um, thus, uh, they're void of any authority to use the very name of Jesus. And the devils recognize uh, the, the, the devils recognize the right um, to uh, use Jesus's name or the literal word of God. They recognize who it belongs to. So just because you can say the name of Jesus does not mean you have the authority to use it. Amen. Amen. You just does not mean... Um, People can 
like my children, when they go to to the bank or when they go to the church or whatever, and they say, you know, apostle said, you know, do thus and so and so forth and so on. And they're coming and coming in my name. They're coming in the authority, which I have given to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've sent them in my name to handle something and they walk in that authority. Well, somebody else that walks in off the street and read my name up on the billboard and comes in and said, well, Apostle Banks said, do such and such and such. Y'all will look at them like they're crazy. Mm-hmm. You, you, What do you mean? Right. You, you don't have any authority up in here. Right. Apostle didn't give you that authority. You don't even know her. <laughs> so what are you talking about? You know, you coming in her name. No, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. And so those that do not know Christ and are not walking in right fellowship with him cannot use his name. They don't have the power and the authority to do so. But praise be unto God, we know who we are and whose we are, praise be unto Amen. God. And with righteous indignation, we can say to the devils, loose here and let people go. Set them free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, beloved. Amen. And so, um, you know, as Apostle was speaking, you know, you know, devils are subject to you. Mm-hmm. Because you are the righteous believer in Christ. Yes, they're subject to you because they see, um, they see the Christ in you, mm-hmm. and and that is what you want. You don't want them to see you. You want them to see Christ in Christ you. In you, yes, yes, because you don't want to operate from flesh mm-hmm. when you're doing deliverance. Um, because the the demons will, like I said, they'll mock you, they'll expose you. Um, so you have to make sure that you are living a righteous life, and everything that you're doing, you're doing it unto the Lord, and do that introspection. So if there is something there, God can can tell you or show you that there's something there that you need to release, because you don't want anything to hinder someone and you don't want anything in you to hinder someone um from being set free or cause a distraction or anything of that matter Mm -hmm. um so there is something about righteousness in the in the believer that makes devils tremble um devils know that righteousness is the highway in which the believer in jesus christ um, accesses their authority that god has ordained for them that righteousness is imputed to us through jesus christ so when you declare his name, you are declaring your legal right because of Christ's, Christ's righteousness imputed to you to operate in the authority that his name holds. So in Luke 10, 17 through 20, it gives us uh, an example of authority over demonic spirits or devils through Jesus' name. It says, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name and he said unto them i beheld satan as lightning fall fall from heaven behold i give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Listen, he did not say, Tabika, your power. Mm-hmm. Apostle Banks, your power. Right. He said, behold, I give unto you power. That means that he's given us his power. His power, yes. Yeah. Nothing that we have done is all, is all his power that he's entrusting into us to use the right way. And so, you know, when you do your introspection, when you ask God to show you, um, let you see your own heart to make sure that there's nothing there that will block your own deliverance um, or stand in the way of somebody else getting delivered. Amen. 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 All right. So we have come to the end of part two. Um, again, people, I really, really hope that you guys are soaking this up, that you are taking notes. Um, you know, this this is some some good stuff. When you when you are delivered from 
your your demons or whatever. And listen, don't be don't even be ashamed if you have the left have demons. Don't be ashamed. Don't, right, don't right. let that hinder you from 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 receiving your deliverance. And because you know, when we say demons, you automatically think of the things that you see on TV. Mm -hmm. But you know, our demons are the things that that we have gone through that we have to let go and get rid of so that we may grow and that we can be who God has called us to be. So don't feel ashamed because you you're dealing with some things. Okay. Don't 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 be ashamed because God is going to see you through. He's going to take your hand. He's going to walk you through those things that things that you don't understand, but he knows that you have to let go and you just be willing enough to release it unto him and let him deal with it. You know, give it to him and let him deal with it so that you can be set free, so that you can breathe, so that you can live, so that you can feel the joy of the Lord without anything hindering that. Mm -hmm. yes it's time for us to live people it's time for us to live okay so next week we'll be still we'll still be doing understanding deliverance part three so please um make sure that you listen again you know next week um please 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 go to god with this stuff if you still don't understand go to god send send up send me an email you know apostle and i will look at the emails um, it, this is, this is, this is good stuff. This, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, but this is good stuff. It's good for you. You know, this is good, good medicine, the word of God, you know, it is good for you. It is nothing to hurt you, nothing to make you feel less than, or make you feel ashamed or guilty or any of that. Those are the things that you want to let go so that you can be set free and live the life that God created. Like, it is so much that God wants you to experience. He doesn't want you to focus so much on the things, the bad things. There's so many good things that he has for you. No matter what you have done, no matter what you have done, the Lord can still use you. And if you don't think that's true, look at the 12 disciples that walk with Jesus. They all had some type of background. They all did something that was negative, but they were chosen. They, 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 you know, they walk with Jesus. They were used, you know, by him. So don't stop in your tracks and be like, um, yeah, I, I'm never going to be anything. God will never use me because I did this, that, and the other. That's a lie from, from the pit of hell. And the enemy wants you to continue to think that, but God has a plan for your life. Apostle, do you have anything else you want to say? No, I, I, no, and I, I start talking, right? It's okay. <laughs> no, but by the way, <laughs> I don't know why we do that. <laughs> why we do that? Um, now, I just want to say, just just as you have said, you know, to, for people, please be encouraged in the Lord and don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed, you know, that you may be, um, operating under the influence of demonic um, spirits. Don't be ashamed. Honey, let us walk in the full knowledge of God and let us walk in the salvation and the freedom that God has provided for us. It is a good thing when we are truly reconciled with God Almighty and being the men and women that he has anointed us to be, that he has called us to be. So I pray that you will go back over these two lessons we've done thus far, be back again for next week for the third lesson, and that as you are receiving these lessons, I pray that your heart and your mind will come together to say, you know, I do need some help. I do need some help and then get yourself set free. You know, again, I want to reiterate, like uh, Minister Tabika said, email her, email her. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. Email her and we will talk with you and do whatever is necessary to help you be what God has called you to be. And that is to be set free. Yeah.
be set free in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's all I got to say. Amen. Thank you so much, beloved. I appreciate you. Amen. Um, before we end, let me just say a prayer. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this time that you've spent with us and your people, Lord God. I ask that you cover and keep us, Lord God, protect us from any revenge or retaliation um, mm -hmm. from the enemy, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We just give you glory, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for the, those that will listen, Lord God, I pray for their hearts and their minds in the name of Jesus, oh God. I pray, Lord God, that you would touch their hearts, God, and just release them from the things that they have carried for so long that have weighed them down, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that healing is taking place even now for those that will, will listen, Lord God, to these podcasts. Lord God, let healing take place in their minds and their hearts and in their bodies in the name of Jesus, God. Let them open their mouths and share, Lord God, what they've learned with someone else. Share the podcast with other people, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. And I, I thank you, Lord God, that you love us all unconditionally, Lord God, that you want us to grow and you want us to be set free, God. And we just thank you for this information, Lord God, that you have provided so, Lord God, that our people will not perish for a lack of knowledge, God. We bless you and we thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And, and until next time, live the life that God created, especially for you. All right, Apostle. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless you. you All right. God bless. God bless.